All right, all right. Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion. And today I'm sitting back outside of Sheets. It's been a while since I've recorded from the Sheets location. Finally, we're around some proper coffee. I've got a creme brulee with two shots of caramel macchiato. And had to take a second to get the pronunciation right. Macchiato, two shots of that. Put that in the creme brulee, mixed it up. Grabbed a sixer, mini powdered donuts. So we're chewing on a little something sweet, sipping on something sweeter. About to get into some interesting uh, English and coffee. So we're going to go ahead and take a sip, just get the throat wet. Sipping on a warm one today. It is about, I don't know, 50 degrees out here. Uh, temperatures have been dropping. My house was registering at 60 degrees. I don't even think about cutting the heat on until it hits about 40. So we're on target with the winter temperatures as things are shifting in the fall high gear going into winter um hope everybody's doing all right today we're going to keep it loose i've got a couple of ideas of things i want to bring up so we'll just bounce from topic to topic as we normally do but we'll land we'll land soundly as we typically do i don't think we've ever had a turbulent landing might have been a, a shaky start but we always uh catch the smooth midway through the air so we'll do what we do let's take another Sip, and I think we're going to eat uh, a donut here uh, before we break. There's a sip. I don't know if you're chewing on anything over there, but uh, maybe you should switch it up a little bit. See if you can grab yourself a powdered donut, maybe one of those jelly-filled deals or a Long John or a Danish or whatever you're working with in your, your side of town. I'm just eating this little mini, mm, mini powdered donut. It's a Little Debbie snack. Little Debbie's a, a famous brand. I imagine it's across the world. I mean, I've never gone anywhere in the States and haven't seen it. Never been anywhere in Okinawa and haven't seen Little Debbie products. So I imagine they're everywhere unless your country um, is banded Little Debbie. But who would ban Little Debbie? Little Debbie is just the tastiest of snacks you could possibly find. So wash that down. And let's get into it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the meat of the matter, get the get the BS, get the politics out the way. So the new changes here in the states, I don't know what's happening in your country, is recently, you remember I told you something about the federal mandate where they're going to be requiring people to get vaccinated. Well, there's been some pushback, but now what's happening, even on my level, so at the job that I currently work at, there was a memo that went out because, uh, you know, our powers that be have recently tried to grow another brain and you know put another choke point squeeze the people to try to make them go get uh, vaccinated so what they've done is they've imposed these fines on employers of more than 100 people they will fine them ten thousand dollars if their employees do not get tested weekly or you know that those that have not been vaccinated need to be getting tested weekly or they will be fined ten thousand dollars per each incident so that means every week you're going to have to have the freaking swab jammed up your freaking nose to get tested but you know this is a deterrent this is something to make people excuse me go ahead and jump and get vaccinated this it's going to take a little more than this um, for me to come around to it i know i've been paying attention to the news i want to say the uk don't quote me on it but i want to say the uk has released a pill form of the vaccine or the covid uh, vaccine stuff so i would be more comfortable with taking a pill versus an injection. 
And I want to say that they have um, been saying some other places are trying to do similar things. So if they come out with a pill, hey, anybody can take a pill, right? I mean, if it's going to have the same effect, it is what it is. But just getting jammed in the arm with a freaking needle, having to go right in your bloodstream, at least with a pill, you don't have the pain, the discomfort, slow breakdown, and it's based off of something that's supposedly already working. I'm putting that in air quotes. So that's the biggest news in my in my world as far as with my job. But the interesting thing is, I was talking to another individual about this situation and just talking about, you know, how he's trying to create these choke points and, you know, where he's losing favor and different things with that. But they were like, yeah, I think it's good that they should be doing this. And they just didn't really see the old, um, the overall impact it has because there's a lot of people out there with religious beliefs. They have these poor, weak immune systems and things. You know, they just can't take this vaccination. So you're going to cause people to leave jobs, you know, companies to lose good employees based on the fact that the government is trying to push this agenda. It's always an agenda. But right now it's just it's flagrant over here. It's just, you know, in your face, you know, don't care uh, what happens. But the good thing is if you do get terminated, fired or let go due to not taking the vaccine, you can file for unemployment benefits. Now, I'm not all about, you know, people getting unemployment benefits, but I think this is something for the people that have been working this whole time and have been sitting on their freaking hands since March 2020. So the people that have been out here grinding, grinding, grinding now that they're forcing this mandate, those are going to be the people that will be able to get some kind of benefit or whatever. But I would say don't, you know, rest your laurels on that. Do what you can to avoid the whole situation altogether. You know, make sure that your investments and your funds and your money and everything's straight. I've got a couple other plans like you guys know. But before I get out of there, they'll probably be throwing that in. So I think they said they'll start testing as early as midway through December. Makes no difference to me. They could do what they want. But that's that. Let me take a sip to wash that uh, BS down. What I wanted to get into a little bit was uh, accidents. I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, we got these people out here, you know, that walk alongside the street, try to ride a bike on the street. So here in the States, if an adult loses their license, right, for driving under the influence of just being a bad driver altogether, uh, they take their license and a lot of them will get a motor scooter. But those that are, you know, on drugs and just doing different things that don't have their life together will end up getting a bicycle. But the bad thing is you take their license, put them on a bicycle, or they get a bicycle, and they can't even ride a bicycle. They're out there riding a bicycle with the freaking 40 in one hand, the wheel in the other. You know, so they haven't learned anything. You just took them out of a car, which saves lives, but puts them at risk of getting killed and then puts the drivers at risk of hitting them. Because if you hit one of these drunk, you know, sillies on a freaking bicycle, who's at fault? You, because you hit a person on a bicycle. So I was rolling it around, you know, talking it over. And I was like, well, OK, well, what defines an accident then? If, if the guy, if you're driving, doing everything right, you know, sober behind the wheel, driving the speed limit, and some drunk idiot comes out on a freaking bicycle with a freaking 40 ounce right in front of you, and you roll him over, is it your fault? I mean, it's an accident. Why should you be penalized for their stupidity? But that's what they try to do here in this country. I don't know what happens in your country. And I, and I understand where a lot of people get, uh, they become fearful, and they do this thing which you call as a hit and run. So that's like if you hit somebody or you hit somebody's car and you leave the scene, it's a hit and run. It becomes a felony. You're definitely doing prison time for that. But my thing is, what happens when a normal person, a good driver, has an accident on the road that causes a casualty? 
rolling this over with the same individual. And they were telling me about a situation where somebody had killed somebody, you know, behind the wheel, and they ended up going to prison. And I was like, okay, were they under the influence? Yes, they were under the influence. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Under the influence, jail time. But what if they'd been sober? Yeah, they killed somebody. It's it's sad. Nobody likes that. But does that warrant prison if the person is doing everything right? You know, that's like that's like a priest, you know, drove to church, he backs out, and he runs over to choir boy. Does he go to prison? No. I mean, but if he did, there would be a lot more people in there because, I mean, you got to imagine with as many cars as we have on the road and people out here walking and just some people can't even walk right. They can't even get that right. Can't even tie their shoes. Can't chew bubble gum without getting it in their hair. You know, can't put hot uh, ketchup on a hot dog without squirting it all over the table. It's just a lot of people just have bad aim, bad direction in life. Uh, so for those that are, you know, law-abiding citizens or people that are doing things right, you know, somebody intervenes or crosses your path, you roll them over. It's an accident, so it should be written up as an accident. Like, okay, well, Sam walked out in front of the street, wasn't paying attention. All right, but you don't need to go to prison. Maybe get your license docked a little bit. Maybe you can't drive for a year. You know, maybe you get a fine. But jail time, uh, for me, I don't think you should go to jail if it's a true accident and there were no drugs or alcohol in this situation. Um... And you may experience this where you live, because if you drive a motor vehicle, you I'm sure you've been in a couple close situations to where maybe you've driven by a house or an area and you see little kids playing with the ball and they're bouncing the ball. Should be bouncing the ball anyway in the street, but they're playing in the street and the ball rolls out in front of your car and they dash out at the last minute to grab the ball. You slam on the brakes to keep from hitting the kid. But if you hit the kid, does that mean you should go to jail? I don't think it should mean you go to jail. Um, it's an accident. You know, if you're doing the speed limit. Now, if you're doing, you know, 90 miles an hour and some 35 speed limit, uh, then yeah. But if you're doing the speed limit, following all the rules, that means it's just, if, if you go to jail at that point, then it's just they were going to throw you in there anyway. They were just looking for a reason. I know they say there's, you know, a whole tons, you know, thousands or whatever, hundreds of laws out here in the world that people break every day without knowing it. You know, the worst way to find out that you broke a law is after you've already broken the law. But what defines an accident? What do you think defines an accident? You know, if somebody gets hurt due to somebody's uh, misjudgment or something like that, that could even be like at a chemical place. You know, you work at a chemical plant. They got the temperature, whatever, set it, we'll just say 400 degrees, whatever they're working with. And there's an accident on the job. It freaking sprays the chemicals all over like 20 workers and their freaking faces melt off, but they're still alive. Okay, so who's to blame? The pipe bust, the pipe burst, right? Not an individual didn't burst and spray the chemical, up, but the pipe burst. Okay, so you charge the company. Okay, so the company protects the individuals, right? But what if... In this same company, this same situation, you're an employee and you're carrying a batch of dangerous chemicals and you've got your forklift, you've got your caution signs, you've got everything, you're beeping your horns, you got your lights blaring, and then some idiot comes out of the bathroom, you know, texting his freaking girlfriend on the cell phone, 
and he walks right in front of your forklift and you slam on the brakes and then the freaking barrel tilts over and douses it. Are you at fault? It was an accident. You know, it was an accident. Things happen. Yeah, he's all burnt up, but he should have been paying attention. You know, this is kind of the school that I'm from, like accountability, responsibility. Um, yeah, it sucks. Life sucks. Sometimes things happen. But as long as there's some type of compensation, yeah, I'm not just saying you just melt the guy, you know, to a puddle of goo and nothing happens. No, the, uh, the driver of the forklift, maybe their driving record or whatever, you know, with the forklift should be checked. Um, a review, maybe a little suspension, um, maybe a fine, if that. If it doesn't come from the company, doesn't just cover it. But I mean, I guess with companies, you have certain protections. Some places you don't. That's where they have this whole workman comp. Because when you get hurt on the job, you get workman's comp. You're freaking home for six months and you're getting a check. You're compensated. It's an accident. Stuff happens. You don't know how many people are just sitting at home with freaking back injuries or lost limbs and fingers removed on their poor judgment, but the company covered it. It wasn't an individual. The, the manager didn't jump off the line and chop your freaking fingers off, you know? But I imagine this could be a heated topic for people. I mean, it'd be like if I was sitting here in a wheelchair due to somebody's stupidity. As long as I was compensated for it, you know, like sufficiently compensated for the mishap, I mean, what can you do? Life happens. I mean, you could sit there and be mad. Now, if I was just putting some wheelchair in, you know, there's no compensation or hit and run or something like that, then yeah, slam that person to the freaking, you know, the jail cell, you know, put them under the jail. But an accident is an accident. So I think they have to be handled case by case. Then at the same time, you bring in some guy who calls himself a judge and he tries to make the final determination. There are no judges on this earth, in my opinion. There's only one judge, you know, for me, there's only one judge. So I don't know what what these other people are doing but um i guess they imagine they're going to assume the powers of something greater than themselves and try to punish those who break the law i don't know but before we get too far out there we'll just keep it easy and just say what defines an accident for you if you do everything right and something still something bad still happens i mean is there anyone to blame is there anyone to blame and should people be put in jail for an accident that causes a casualty? Roll that over. Meet one of the eat another one of these donuts. I'm telling you, when you eat food and it just melts in your mouth, and it's so good that it makes you sing and hum and all this stuff, you know it can't be good for you. So it's definitely something you wouldn't want to indulge on every every other day. But every once in a while, it's good. Day like today, after a night like I had yesterday, I need this little, little breather here. Nice little breeze outside of the car. Very windy. Nice little sweet treat. Little good combo on the podcast. Nothing to complain about. But um, I only picked up a regular coffee today. I didn't get one of the big boys, tall boys, or the slim boys. Just got a regular, something normal. 
I'm going to take one more sip. And I will see you all in the next one.